0: in the house of God ain't it amen I tell you I, I remember when Marie was little and I used to worry half to death She was loud and louder than she is now and and she'd cry and I'd get nervous and you know what, don't worry about that amen I, I like to hear them in the house of God it's a blessing amen uh, so don't worry about that one bit amen uh, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter number six this morning Mark chapter number six if you've got your Bibles I want to say this, those that got to go on the little the trip yesterday i want to I want to commend our youth amen and and even the ones that wasn't able to go want to commend all of them for the way that they present themselves out there in the world it's a blessing uh, you know we can have fun as as children of God amen together. I want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. I appreciate everybody, how they acted. Amen. I want to commend them for that. I know it's about God, but, uh, you know, when we're out there, we're trying to bring honor and glory to His name while we're still yet having a good time. Amen. So I thank the Lord for that. Mark chapter number 6, you found your place. If you would, please stand. Mark chapter number 6, down about verse 45. Mark 6, verse 45. found your place, say amen. 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 We stand out of reverence, out of respect, in honor to God's word. Mark chapter 6, verse 45 through 49. Very familiar scripture this morning. The Bible says, In straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida while he sent away the people. The Bible said, When he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. The Bible said, And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and get a hold of this, would have passed by them. The Bible said, "But But when they saw him walking upon the sea, They supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. I ought to take my focus this morning and draw to where God uh, laid this on my heart. Verse 48, Bible said, And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea. And I'm glad the Bible said, and would have passed by them. I'm glad the Bible didn't say he did pass by them. But he said he would have. Let's pray. Dear God, we come to you this morning. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy. God, for your grace. God, I'm just thankful that you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to down the cross for something as rotten, as dirty as me. God, I thank you, Father, for... God, salvation, I thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. And God, I just thank you for dwelling in me this morning. God, I just pray that you'd have your touch be done. Dear God, upon everything done here this morning, God, I thank you, Father, for the Sunday school hour. God, I pray, dear God, that you'd be at the preaching hour. Father, I pray, God, that you'd give me the words that I need to say. Father, I pray that you'd be in help and an encouragement uh, to the church this morning. Father, we love you. We thank you most of all, God, if there's one here lost. now we pray that you'd save their soul before it's everlasting and eternally too late. God, if there's one needs encouraging, I pray that you'd encourage them. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Uh, I want to preach to you this morning on this thought. I'm glad that Jesus is still... Passing by. I'm glad that Jesus is still passing by. My way of introduction this morning, I want to give you a little bit of history on the book of Mark. And then I want to look at the context of what is going on here uh, in our scripture. So I want to give you this history. And as we come to the book of Mark this morning, we know the author of the book, once again, is this man named Mark. The word of God's clear on that. And as I've said many times before, it's in the book of Mark this morning uh, that we know that it is a book of action. It's an action book, and it's almost this morning like this a man named Mark. This morning uh, doesn't take a breath as he goes to one thing to the next, and the next thing he goes on and on and on. He goes right into the one thing that Jesus done, and then he goes right to the next thing that he done, and then he uh, just keeps going and going. But friend, in the book, if the book of Mark were a movie this morning, it uh, it'd be one of those that uh, it had your attention. Man, you'd be glued to it because there's so many things going on. You ever, I, I know most of us uh, ain't as carnal as I am. I guess, but I like to watch movies every now and again. Amen. When I watch a good one, uh, it's got my attention. I mean, I get the, the TV face. Like, that. and then the girls starts coming down, and Amy and has to hit me and say, "What are you doing?" I'm watching TV. Amen. But listen, it would be like that because of the action that is in this book. It would be one of those movies that you and I would ooh and all oh after and we'd say, boy, I ought to watch that over and over again. Our little girl likes to watch the same shows over and over and over and over again. I've seen frozen 300 times by now. But listen, that's exactly what you and I ought to do when we go through the book of Mark here this morning. And not only is the book of Mark full of actions this morning, but in our hands this morning, we have the Word of God. And it's called a King James Bible. And read this book this morning, is full of action. I mean, in all honesty, what else do we really need? Because there is so much back in here for you and I to learn. Amen. But in this this, uh, book that we've got this morning, the King James Bible, there's another book. uh, I get a a magazine. uh, I may not get to preach this morning. I may run 15 rabbits before we ever get there. But uh, I get this uh, magazine in the mail called Christian Book. And on it said the Action Bible. And I looked at that and it looked like a comic book. I'm telling you, friend, we don't need a comic book. We need the Word of God. It's packed with action. Amen. We don't need all that other stuff. My friend, after you and I read it once, we ought to pick it up and we ought to read it again. As Brother Lester's done saying, my friend, the Word of God ought to to never have any dust upon it because we ought to pick it up every day and read it. Hey, uh, uh, families, read it to your kids. The best thing you can do is sit down for 10 minutes and read them the Word of God. Amen, I'm not preaching on the home, but I, I might, amen, I don't know. But friend, I'm glad this morning I've got an action book. And it's true, and it's real this morning, but as we come to the book of Mark, it's a gospel that is action packed. And, and, and we ought to pick it up and we ought to read it. Now this, this man named Mark is the author of the book. And there's a lot that can be said about Mark here in the Word of God. It's this man's mother's home this morning in which the early church used to use this man named Mark. And it's this man this morning who was with Paul and Barnabas in their first missionary journey. And you would find all that in the great book of Acts. But friend, it's Mark who Paul left behind on a missionary journey because Mark left him to go home for a little while. But friend, later on you see that Mark and Paul reconciled They got back to serving God together. And friend, you know what? As a church, that's what we ought to do. You know, uh, uh, Paul, he went away from Mark there. I'll preach on message in a minute. But uh, uh, friend, that's what we ought to do as God's children, as God's people. You know, we ought not to have grudges in the house of God. You go know, to church to grow. You got to get the grudges out. Hey, uh, uh, you know I know uh, I know how astound people are. Somebody wrongs us and we hold a grudge for fifteen years, and then after the fifteen years is up, we find another reason to be mad at them another fifteen. That's the way we are. Amen. Uh, you know, in the house of God, we have got to let things go so we can go on for God. One man said this. He said I took the to church one time, and he said I told them boys. He said I'm not leaving. He said, we need to go across the river out there. We'll fight in the river. He said, we'll come back in the house of God, get right with God, do we'll worship God. He said, I'm not going nowhere. Amen. That's what we need to do. We need to get right one with another. But friend, listen this morning. Uh, I need to make up and serve God together. But another interesting thing about the Gospel of Mark is that this Gospel, even though it's packed with action, there's a lot of things going on this morning. And it's the shortest of the Gospels. Now that's amazing to me. Mark packed all this in. Maybe he had ADHD like I do. I don't know. But he packed all that in there. And He goes from one point to the next point to the next point, kind of like our daughter does, (laughs) But listen, we know that He's more focused on Gentile readers this morning uh, than the other Gospels. How do we know that? He does not give us the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And He focuses on a Roman time as well here in the book of, of Mark. And just like the book of Mark was not just written to Jews, amen, it was written for all of us, I'm glad to be able to say that we have a Bible that was written to the Jew first. But man, I'm glad this morning that we can eat from the crumbs on the Master's table and get into the Word of God. I'm glad that it was written for us too as God's people. Aren't you glad this morning that, hey, I, I mean, I know that the Jews, it was written to them first and they fell. But don't you think God had a hand in that because He's seen some Gentile people who needed a Savior too. Hey, glory for now That's the goodness and the grace of God. All of this. I've used this Scripture many times before. But let's look at our context. Now, I'm going to look at it a little bit different this morning. As we come to our text in verse number 45. We see that Jesus Christ here is constraining His disciples to get into a ship. That word constrained means to uh, mash together. He's constraining them in that ship so that they'll go over to the other side on the Bethsaida. And we see that Jesus stays on the island or stays on the land. And He's sending away the people. And friend, what led us up, what led us up to all this this morning was that Jesus had fed 5,000 with those five loaves and those two fishes. Now we know the story. But friend, Jesus blessed Jesus break those loaves and the two fishes. He gave the people food. They all ate and they were filled. Y'all remember that. And as amazing as that was, the people here took up 12 baskets full. Now there's five loaves and two fishes. And the people uh, ate. They were full. And there's 12 baskets left. That's how good God is. You know, there's a lot of things and a lot of miracles that God does, and we tend to forget. But I'll tell you that in a minute. But I'm glad that Jesus Christ can take something that almost looks like it's nothing, and I'm glad He can make it something, ain't you? Hey, friend, God can take the worst drunk out on the street, save their never dying soul, and make them something for the glory of God. God can take a murderer in a jail cell. Can he not? He's God. He can save their soul. And then they can go witness to half the jail cell. And those folks get saved and born again. Brother Rick Hurley says he'll read people the Gospel. They're sitting in a jail cell. And they'll weep and they'll cry and need to be saved. Boy, the Gospel. God can take something awful. Turn it for good, friend. But it's after this miracle that we see Jesus Christ constraining His disciples to get into His ship. And we know that he done it fast. I believe that. Uh, so there had to be work uh, that needed to be done. So Jesus was in a hurry. Now listen to this. Jesus was only with them for a little while. 33 years is not a long time. And so Jesus wanted to go and help somebody else. Amen. So I believe this morning, here are these disciples. Most of us know this. And they were in the ship. In verse 46, we see that Jesus sent them away by themselves. He was left on the land where He went up into a mountain to pray. Now you've got to get the picture. Here's the disciples. They're out on the ship. Jesus is up on a mountain and He went to pray. The Bible says in verse 46, And when He had sent them away, He departed into a mountain to pray. Alright, so the disciples are down in the ship by themselves get a hold of that. And we see Jesus Christ up on the mountain praying. Now listen to verse 47 and 48. The Bible said, And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. The Bible said, And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking on the sea, and would have passed by them. Now those disciples are in a ship. No doubt. We know that. We see Jesus Christ is on a mountain. I'm saying this over. I want you to get a hold of this. We see that he, Jesus Christ sees them as they're out there tolling and as they're out there rowing. And then we see, hallelujah, He comes right to where they're at. I'm not trying to preach a message. But friend, I truly like that verse. When they see Jesus coming, oh, here's what the Bible said. The Bible says in verse 49 through 50, But when they saw Him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out with joy. That's what Bible said. No. They didn't cry out with joy. Listen to what the Word of God said. They cried out for they all saw Him and were troubled. Now how about that? Immediately he talked with him and said unto them, um, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now these fellows are out there on a ship this morning. And instead of knowing that it was Jesus, these old boys, they scared to death. Hey man, and listen, could you imagine what they might have thought? I mean, they probably might have shouted out, Look, what in the world's that coming over there? Now if anybody should have known that it was Jesus, would you not have thought of me, them boys right there? I mean, they just seen Jesus take two loaves and five fish, or uh, yeah, five fish, and I may be saying that backwards, but you know what I'm getting at. And, and he's seen them break break that up and bless it and multiply. Now they're out in the water. Here comes Jesus. They're scared to death, boyfriend. They might have started to jump overboard. What in the world's that coming? Let's just jump off the ship. Let's just give up. Let's just quit. Hey, friend, have you ever wanted to do that? But, friend, listen, instead of being mean to those disciples, this is Jesus. He says this He gave them peace. Friend, in the middle of their storm, Jesus Christ said, Be of good cheer. Be not afraid. Uh, Friend, the second that Jesus spoke those words, the second that Jesus had got with them in the ship, the wind ceased. Those boys were amazed. The Bible says in uh, verse 51, And he went up into them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure, and wondered. Now they were amazed. But get a hold of this. Why were they amazed? Because they forgot. They forgot what Jesus had just done over in the other verses. Listen, the Bible said this in verse 52. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. I, there's a lot of stuff in this. That's exactly what you and I'll do. While you and I are out in the storms of life, hey, we'll forget about the miracles that God's done over here. We'll forget about the things that's happened in the past that God has brought us through. Our hearts will become hardened and then we won't even search for God in the midst of our storm, in the midst of our problem. Hey, most of us know this this morning, but this is where God drew my attention to. Back up read verse 48. The Bible said, and he saw them tolling and rowing. For the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth march of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. In this verse, this is where God's spurred my heart to preach. Notice the Bible said that Jesus would have passed by. Now, that means that He would have just went on by them. I know Brother Allen likes the drag strip. And those cars, shoom, they're gone. Jesus Christ, what have passed by these people. Listen to the eyes. He could have just went on by them. As they were tolling, As they were rowing. He could have said, oh, i got other places to go. Hey, he could have just kept going. But the word by this morning has several different meanings. Listen to this. And instead of just passing by and not even stopping to help, he passed by The word by means, it means through or with. And friend, not only did Jesus pass by, this is the way God's want me to use it, that word by can be just going on by. But here in the Word of God, the way God's want me to use this this morning is it means through or with. And not only did Jesus pass by, but Jesus Christ got on the ship with those disciples for him. And listen, yes, I'm glad, thank God this morning for all the many times that Jesus Christ has showed up in my life and showed out, ain't you? I mean, ain't you glad this morning when you're tolling and rowing the same cold land that Jesus Christ didn't just look at you and cast you back. But then He got in the ship with you and He said, I'll go through the storm with you. He said, I'll be there for you. He said, I'll just go with you. Here in the Word of God, we see Jesus didn't leave the disciples in the wind. But praise God, He passed by. With this thought on my mind, I want to preach on this thought. I'm glad that Jesus is still passing by. Friend, He's not left us. He's never forsaken us even in these days. But Jesus Christ is still yet in our day and in our time passing by. I'll give you four thoughts from we'll the other house. Number one, I want to look at the place where the disciples were at. Uh, Number two this morning, I want to look at the place where Jesus was at. And number three this morning, I want to look at the thing that the disciples done. And then number four, I want to look at the thing that happened when Jesus passed by. Now, without taking up any more of your time this morning, let's get in the message. Look, number one, at the place where the disciples were at. Well the Bible said right here in verse number 47 and when even was come the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. Now here this morning we know that the disciples were out on the ship. We know that Jesus Christ is in the land. So friend we see that these disciples this morning were alone. All they had was one another. Jesus Christ is up on the land. Hey the waves are rolling. The waters coming in the ship. The wind was a raging. But free. And I'm telling you this morning is it's not just like our lives sometimes. I mean sometimes in this life if we're honest this morning there are times in which we're like these disciples. I mean Jesus crashed up on the mountain they're alone down here in the sea. And friend, the winds and the waters, sometimes they all crash around, don't they? And friend, we feel like we're alone in the storm that we go through in this life. It feels like God's nowhere around. We're praying get on our face, seek God. And it feels like our prayers just go to the floor or barely hit the roof. I mean, friend, I've known some of you a long time now. And I know you've had some storms that popped up in your life. You and myself included have had... Things go on that trouble us in this life, no, and we don't. Things go on sometimes. Sometimes out there in the storms of life, it feels like we're alone. It Feels like nobody cares. Only we? we're just gonna be honest this morning. Sometimes you and I will pray and pray and pray, and it seems like God just don't even hear the prayer, don't we? How I many friends it happens? Sometimes this thing called life, you and I experience what these disciples were experiencing. I can imagine how they felt as they felt like they were alone in the storm that night. Listen, the waves were rolling. The wind was being contrary to them. And let's just all be honest, sometimes in this uh, life this morning, we like to put on a spiritual high hat, don't we? Everything's fine, preacher. Everything's going just fine. I can shake your door at the back. You had a good week, yeah. No, you ain't, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Amen. You think you're hiding it, but uh, preacher knows, amen. But listen, if we're honest, sometimes there are times when I go through things in this land. There's times that we feel all alone in the fight. We feel like Elijah under that juniper tree over there, Say, "God ain't no like me," amen. And God's sitting over here. He said, hey, you got 700 over here, Elijah. That's serving God too. He said, look around. you got a church full of people who love you and are serving God with you. Amen. I like it. Uh, We're getting to be a family around here. And it's a blessing. A spiritual family. But listen, uh, sometimes we go through things in this life. It feels like Jesus Christ is right beside us feels like they can charge hell with a water fist on me just fine. And then there's other times, friend, that we uh, feel like Jesus is nowhere around. We feel like He can't be failed, He can't be found. We feel down in the dumps. Friend, listen. We feel like the gates of hell are trying to prevail against us sometimes. Let me ask you this. ever have a thought. I sit at the dentist's office the other day. And this man... Now, if you're a human, you'll admit to this. This man said, I went the school with this girl, and he said, a thought popped in my mind. And I thought, oh, no, where's he going? <laughs> he, this is what he said. He said, he said, I just thought I could just kill girl." Mm-hmm. Now, you ever have things pop in your mind, and you're like, where'd that come from? Maybe not that thought, and maybe you have. But things pop up in your mind. You're like, God, where'd that come from? That's called spirits. Amen. I believe that they come to you. they try to get you to do things. But where we fail, that's when we do <laughs> Amen. But Listen here. Uh, sometimes I, I mean, I was talking to this man at the dentist office, so and he was he got he got him telling me all kinds of things. But, I mean, I couldn't say a word. My mouth was open. He's playing my teeth. I can say nothing. I just listen. And here's what he said. He said my, he said my wife left me for another man. I couldn't say nothing, my mouth was open. So he told me that he bought her a cell phone. And he said she's used that cell phone that I paid for to go and talk to this other man. That's sad. But it happens. This man was going through a storm in and through his life, and I don't know what I'd do. If my wife ever done that to me, I can think of a few things. Hey, man, Couldn't you fellas? And so could you ladies? But listen, uh, there's no doubt this man was going through a storm. This man's wife was being contrary. Uh, And just like the winds in the storm here were being contrary to these disciples, we don't have things in this life that are contrary to us. Hey, sometimes. Let me just tell you what contrary means, first of all. It means opposite, adverse, or moving against, or in the opposite direction. You know, there's things that go opposite in this life than we want them to. Amen? I that's the way it is. And we'll have storms in this life. Sometimes our friends will go contrary to the way we think they all go. i got friends now. And they, they actually took me to church when I was a boy with them. And they went contrary to the way I wish they'd go. And, and you know, sometimes people say they have your back no matter what. They'll go contrary to you. Sometimes faster than the ones you didn't think you had your back. Amen. But you know, they'll go contrary to you. Sometimes people go contrary, don't they? Sometimes things go not the way we want them to go. Just the way it is. You say, preacher, why? I'm just a preacher. I don't know why. Man, God didn't let me in on that. But friend, the Bible says, in Job, I'll tell you why. The Bible says the man is uh, born a woman in a few days and full of trouble. That's all I can tell you this morning. But friend, the man's wife who left him, that man did not want things to go that way. He didn't want his wife to leave. But friend, that's the way it went. God wasn't pleased with that though, I'll tell you that, because the Bible said, well, uh, God is going together letting over man go asunder. I mean, God's not happy with that. That's what happened. But friend, you and I, through this life this morning, we face some things in this life. We'll go through storms in and through this life. There'll be times we have on this earth that we're just like these disciples. And we'll feel like we're alone in this life. We'll feel like we're down. We'll feel like that nobody cares, I'm telling you. We'll feel like nobody can comfort us. We'll go to our friends, we'll go to our family, and there'll be times we can't get an ounce of comfort. I'm telling you, friend, pack it up and take it to Jesus. you comfort. Take it to Him. Sometimes in and through this life, there's storms we have to endure. Friend, you could be the worst sinner in the world this morning. You had problems. You can be the biggest drunk on the street, and you have problems with you. You can be the best saint of God, serving God in the world, and you'll have problems. Sweaty. Amen. This thing ain't about false teaching. Let's just be real. There's going to be problems. But we see these disciples here. They're alone in the sea. And with all that's going on these days, friends, sometimes don't it feel like we're alone? I mean, you turn on the news; you feel about this big real fast. With all that's going on, and friend, there's rioting, there's looting, there are people dying from a virus, and sometimes it even hits us close to home. But friend, there's one thing for sure, and that is, even though we feel like we're alone, maybe even in America, in the church, I'm telling you this morning, we're not alone. Those disciples, hey man, God may not have be been with them in body, but He wasn't, they weren't alone. Let's move on. These disciples were out in the sea; They were long, so it seemed, because Jesus was up there on the mountain. I'll deal with that in a minute. But sometimes life is just like that sea. I got to thinking about this. Me and Daddy, we like to ride boats together. Every chance that we get to is broke down right now. But we get to get out there on the water. One time a storm came. And it was just a little lake. We always cursed Scott Lake up there. But I noticed that even in that place, as the storm started moving in, the way, I mean, there wasn't no waves in the no ocean but the waters started getting real rough. And sometimes our water, our life is like the sea. Things shake us up and, and move us. Amen. And I seen a shirt the other day that said, Faith over fear. And I thought, boy, that's a good shirt. That's what we need to have. Now God expects us to use common sense. Amen. But faith over fear. But sometimes life is like that sea. I mean we hit rough patches in life, don't we? I mean, sometimes we have smooth patches as well. And I thank the Lord when everything's going smooth at the house boy, it's good. But all the life gets mad. Why well, pick on this morning? Things ain't too smooth then, are they? You men know what I'm talking about. Amen. But I can imagine how they felt as the waters. We're probably coming up over the ship. And as those waves are probably filling the ship with water, somebody's going to have a few storms when we get home. i am already down. The wife's already looking at the husband like this. Amen. We can have a good time, can't we? But, friend, the wind was against him. They might have felt as if they were just whirling around in that sea without a purpose, even maybe without a ray of hope. And, friend, all along life sees this morning, is that not how we feel today? I mean, friend, we feel like God's just left us alone. Uh, you ever got there, that place? Then the disciples are out there on the sea. But now let's look at the time they were out on the sea. Things get worse. Look at this. The Bible says in verse 48, And he saw them tolling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night. So we see in that verse, the Bible says they were out in the sea. It was the fourth watch of the night. And so them boys, they were out there at about 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Somewhere around them lands. Now there wouldn't be a whole lot of anything going on at 3 a.m. And I'd imagine. Would you? Most of the animals we see during the day, they're asleep. Most of the people are probably asleep. And you've got to think about it for me. Give a They're out there... There's nothing going on except the waves are coming into the ship. The wind's blowing. It's about 3 a.m. What I'm trying to get at this morning is that at 3 in the morning, nobody could rescue them. No other ships. Nobody was out there. Not even an ounce of hope to them boys. They probably might. Not have been out of that storm either if Jesus hadn't put them there. Listen, to the Bible said uh, back up in verse 45, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get to the ship. You'd think God didn't know that there's going to be a storm coming. But God put them through the storm. Hey, there were other storms in which they had been through. Where there was other little ships with them. I had referenced this out, look it up, but this wasn't the same storm. And, and, and other storms there was other little ships. And Jesus was in the boat with them in some other storms, but this one's different. He's not there. But friend, listen, in this particular storm, when dealing with us, they're all alone. And the Bible said in John 6 and 17, when dealing with this same storm, John said, it is now dark, and Jesus was not come to them, but He was watching. They were alone in the storm, and not only were these disciples alone, but they were in the same place in this storm where you and I are getting this life as well every once in a while. Listen, the Bible saying, verse 48, and he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. Now, as I said a moment ago, sometimes in life things go contrary. And you and I, what we'll do is we'll call and we'll fight and we'll labor. But what we never do, what we struggle with, is later. it And let will go Well, it's easy, preaching hardly. I'm gonna do all I can. See that's the thing, it's like that fellow we were just talking about this morning, Brother Leska's all up. He said to me, I. Friend, it's not about I or us. We've gotta let God have the storm. Gotta let him have it have. Now listen to you. Have you ever been in a place in your life where you've been in a storm done the best that you can and it still seems like the storm just keeps coming in? Friend, we've all been through that, if we're honest. We ain't no better than nobody else. Amen, we have storms. But friend, not only these disciples done all they could but friend here they are it's dark All hope and being lost as they were out there on that ship I bet they thought all that lay ahead of them was failure all that lay ahead of them was defeat friend the waves were rolling the wind was on the water and Jesus was not with them but he was up on a mountain hey friend I bet they felt like death was going to be the only outcome for them in the storm I don't mean to keep bringing it up but God's putting all this together this meant the dentist office he also said this he said yeah, when, when his wife left him this other man uh, all that he contemplated for a long time was suicide that's what he said he said I got to a place well that's all I thought about now think about that for a minute I bet these disciples out on that storm probably getting ready for death I mean the waves was crashing what would you do at 3am you can't see all you see is waves have you ever, have you ever been on a cruise couple. I've never been, but my wife told me. She said it gets real dark. She said it's real scary at night on that ship. Friend, they were helpless in the storm. Hopeless in the storm. They're down, they're out, and friend, they had no escape. Have you ever been in a storm in your life where you think, I just can't get away from this. There's no escape from. Well, we can't escape Listen to this. You and I cannot escape the storms in this life. I don't care how good you live for God, uh, how bad you live. You, you, you're going to go through the storms in this life. There's no escape from this morning. Friend, we see them in a storm. We see the place where the disciples were at. They were alone. The wind was against them. They were alone while the sea was against them. And they probably thought they were going to die. But let's look at something else. We see the disciples and where they're at. But now let's look number two at the place where Jesus was at. The Bible says in verse 46, And when He had sent them away, He departed into a mountain to pray. Now get a hold of this. While these disciples were out there in this storm this morning, Jesus was not there. He was up on a mountain. And friends, just like Jesus was not with these men, now get a hold of this. Jesus Christ in His physical body this morning is not with you and He's not with me. Not Not physically. Amen. So Jesus Christ is with us oh, in the person of the Holy Spirit of God. I'm glad this morning that He left us to come over the capital C. I'm glad in the middle of the last raging sea. I'm glad that Christ is not uh, forsaking us. He's not leaving us. He's there with us through the storm. Friend, in the verse I just quote, uh, listen, let me back up. Bible well, in John 16 and 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. Friend, in that verse I just quoted you, that word expedient means speed, means fast. Jesus Christ said, I've got to go for your sake. He said, "I got to leave somebody behind who'll be with you every step of the way." Friend, Jesus Christ was wanting to leave those people over there because He wanted to send them a comforter, and it's by His ascension this morning, when He resurrected on the third day, that you and I can have some comfort this morning as we go through life storms. That man at the dentist office asked me how I pastor church. I didn't know how to answer that. He said, "That's a big responsibility." I said, "Yes, sir." There's only one way. Through the comfort of the Holy Ghost of God. The same one that comforts us. Through the storm. And I'm not saying y'all are bad people to pastor. Because you're good. But listen. There are times. What I'm saying is there are times. You go through things. Some of you call me up. I don't have the words. Honestly no. It makes me feel about this big. But I'm telling you this morning. There's somebody. That can help you through every storm. Help you through every problem. Especially, I mean, if you're saved and born again and you've got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. He's there for you. He'll help you through those storms. Amen. Say, preacher, sometimes you don't have the words. No, I don't. But I know one who can help. Ain't it amazing, friend, how that you and I get into a storm? It's a comfort because we know the, com- the Comforter with a capital C is there with us. These disciples were in a storm, even though Jesus wasn't there. Look at this. Jesus was in a mountain praying. I got to thinking about that. He's up there for a purpose. That purpose was for this. Get a hold of this. I thought, well, he went to the purpose of praying. But that's not why he went. Get a hold of this. Jesus was up there for a purpose. That purpose was so that the people could not take him and make him a king. It wasn't time for him to be king yet. The Bible said when dealing with this same time. The Bible said in John 6 and 15, When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed into a mountain himself alone. That's why he was at the mountain. Jesus Christ was in that thing in the mountain, was up in that mountain, but the thing I did not see was that he went there to pray. Why did he pray? Oh, God, God, hold right. When did he start? I tell you what I believe he can take for what it's worth. I believe when he saw them boys. there pulling his load in that sea, I believe he started to pray. My friend, listen. Jesus Christ was up there in the mountain. He was praying because those disciples were on the sea. Listen, the Bible said, well, let me, get, let me get past this. is Christ was up on a mountain called heaven this morning. See, you and I are out on the last But Christ is up in heaven. What's He doing? Pray for you. And for me. It's biblical. Listen to this. The Bible said, well, what is praying, first of all? It's Jesus. It's us talking to God. Now, Jesus is talking to the Father. Get a hold of this. The Bible said in John 17, 11 through 13, this is Jesus talking as He's praying for His followers. I believe He's still praying for us. The Bible says, and now I'm no more in the world. This is Jesus but these are in the world, and I am come to thee. Listen to what he says. He says, Holy Father, this is John 17, 11 through 13. You can turn there if you want to. Go ahead and turn there real fast. John 17, 11 through 13. I Don't you to see this. John 17. I think it's to bless your heart. by God those words right there they're in red ain't they And yeah. listen to this and now I am no more in the world is that what it says but these are in the world and I come to thee now listen Jesus Christ talking to the Father he says Holy Father keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me that they may be as one as we are The Bible says, while I was with them in the world. See, Jesus Christ is not with them. He's with the Father. He said, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in my name those that thou gavest me I have kept none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled the Bible said now I come to thee and these things I speak in the world that they might have joy my joy fulfilled in themselves listen he's given us that are saved and born again the joy of his salvation he's praying to the Father he said let those people have joy I believe He wants us to have joy through the storm. I'm telling you this morning, friend, He don't want us walking around. Hey, He don't want us slumbered over. He said, I want them to have joy in their life. Hey, Jesus, I'm not even going to preach the last point. I'm just going to go ahead and preach it. Friend, I'm telling you this morning, Jesus Christ, these these men, they're in the ship. And and here's Jesus Christ up on the mountain. He's praying for them. And friend, uh, now He's down here walking on the water. You'll see that on down there. And then he said, I could have passed by, but he didn't. He said, said, peace. And the waves were still. Hey, friend, ain't you glad this morning that in 2020, Jesus Christ is still yet passing by? How many times in the storm in your life has Christ passed by? How many times in your life has Christ passed by? How many times in the church has Jesus Christ passed by? I mean, yeah, watch Brother Lester, the tears begin to flow sometimes when he's up here talking. What happened? Jesus passed by. Watch Brother J.R. when he's teaching Sunday school sometimes. All he can do is give her one of them and start crying a little bit. What happened? Jesus passed by. Friend, in a revival meeting a couple weeks ago, what happened? Jesus passed by. Well, I tell you what, ain't you glad this morning in 2020 Jesus Christ is still passing by. Amen. He's still saving himself. Hey, a lot of folks think I'm safe. People ain't got no hope. They ain't got no joy in the world. I'm telling you, I've got joy because Jesus is still passing by. Hey, He's going to pass by till He takes us out of here. Glory Amen. to God. Jesus is still passing by. Jesus looked at them old boys in that ship and he said you know, they're pulling, rowing, and doing all they can. And he said, I'm not going to pass by them. He said, I'm going to pass by with them. Friend In the storms of this life, Jesus Christ ain't passing by us. He's going with us. Every step of the way. Hallelujah friend. Ain't you glad Jesus is passing by? Every head down, every eye closed this morning. I'm done. You gonna stand to your feet. I had two more thoughts to preach. ain't going to get to that. While all standing, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you, Father. God, that you're still passing by. God, thank you so much, Father, for you passing by this little church the way you do. God, it's good to hear the saints of God when they brag on you when you pass by. God, we pray that you pass by our hearts this morning. God, I pray that you do a word that only you can do. Father, if anybody needs to move this morning, God, I pray that you prick that heart, pass by their work. God, just do it, what it is that you do. Father, we love you and we thank you. God, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With all heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I just want to ask you these simple questions.